Welcome back to another dreadful All About America's team. And we are here to break down, unfortunately, a disaster in Green Bay. I'm Ray Nickens, joined with, as always, Owen Chico. And we're here to break down the Cowboys' loss to the Green Bay Packers, 31-28. to Before we dive right in, Owen, any breaking news? Maybe an Odell signing? <laughs> Um, I don't think so after that last game. He was waiting to really see how the playoff picture was going to play out. And Dallas is still in the playoffs. They're in the sixth seed right now, but I doubt uh, that Odell will, will be coming to town. Um, Anthony Brown, he was concussed. And last night showed that even though a lot of fans don't like him, he's probably the best we got besides Diggs. Um, so... Hopefully he comes back from his concussion and is able to play because we the next two games are coming up. They're going to be they're very important, so we're going to need to be full strength because um, if Dallas, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but if Dallas can win the next two games, then, then they'll, be, they'll be looking better. But we'll get into that later today and on Friday. Um, but besides that, uh, injury report will probably come out later today, tomorrow, or well, yeah, something like that. But I don't really think that there was any, hopefully Anthony Brown comes back. I think that, that loss was very, very apparent. So hopefully he'll be able to come back, but yeah, I think that's all we have for injuries. Well, um, at least that's one positive we we didn't lose anyone to season-ending injuries, which is always good. So, but let's 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 dive into the negatives, shall we? Um, well, as everyone knows, the Dallas Cowboys did not finish the job versus the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers did it again. He had his by far his best game of the year, throwing three touchdowns, um, no interceptions. Did lose a fumble, but. We'll talk. We'll dive into a little bit more in depth. The fumble did not really accumulate to anything, but but yeah. So I'll just start with you, Owen. Just kind of break down your overall thoughts of the game and just anything that stood out to you or anything that came to mind as you were watching the the second slowly take off in the in overtime and Crosby was just kind of lining up to make that game winning field goal. Um. I don't think that we talked about this enough, but Dallas, at least in recent years, um, they come out of bye weeks very slow, and that was very apparent. Um, I honestly have no idea what Dallas does for the bye week. Obviously, that they can't practice during the bye week, but I have no idea what they were doing this past week. This was supposed to be a game where Mike McCarthy knew the quarterback for years and he knew this and I would assume that he would have a good idea at the system and that did not show at all. Um, Dallas is very slow out the gate and like the last eight weeks, Dallas got got ran over a lot. Aaron Jones went had 24 carries for 138 yards and touchdown and eight uh, and Dylan had, 13 carries for 65 yards and that's not a recipe for winning football in my opinion Dak did have two interceptions but 
I'm not going to say that's the reason why we lost because they lost because Dallas was up 28-14 um, late in the game. So obviously those two interceptions did not really have an impact. Obviously, CeeDee C- Lamb, that the first one, um, if there's any if there's any type of hope that we have, it's that they ran the same play later in the game and CD learned from his mistake and was able to 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 catch it. And one thing I'll always give CD is that he can always make the catch. He makes very difficult catches, like where he got hit by a safety while catching it, but then just mental errors and stuff is is his downfall. Um, I'm just going to talk about a lot of things. And then, Ray, I'd like your input. Um, the second interception, Dalton Schultz kind of seemed to be the issue for that one. Dak, I have no idea why you're throwing in the middle of the end zone where every, where every where every defender is. That was not a great idea. But also when you have two, pl- two white shirts on top of each other, that's a recipe for disaster. And Green Bay safety had the game of his life or the first half of his life, basically in Ford. Um, I think the most laughable part of this is that the reason why Dallas lost was due to penalties. You had the hold on Connor McGovern. Then you had Jalen Tolbert lining up off sides. And honestly, if I saw um, an ESPN alert where it said Jalen Tolbert was cut, I would not be surprised. He had people had a lot of hope for him, and I think that that we kind of over had we had way too our expectations were way too high for the player. He was a third round pick coming out of South Alabama, and he was kind of our he we we hoped that he would go into the wide receiver two role with Gallup being out, and Gallup isn't the same player that he was pre injury, and I'm gonna just say that that's because of injury. Um. I, there, I saw a few things that, that it usually takes a player a year or a few months to a year after their injury and after they start playing to really come back and be 100% again. Um, but I think I'll, I'll give the reason why I think they lost. And then, Ray, you can kind of take over. Um, it's difficult to win when your defense can't, when your defense can't get a stop. During the Cooper Rush era for Dallas – that's all the defense did was get a bunch of stops, and now apparently they can't stop a nosebleed. Um, Micah Parsons, where were you? You didn't really do all that much. Um, I know that Skip Bayless was going insane because he was playing um, linebacker instead of lining up at defensive end, um, and you could say that that's because of Anthony or because of Barr's injury, but also I just don't. There, there's a lot of a lot of reports of just Micah not being that great up against the run, and that was apparent. That's the one way to neutralize him is to run towards him because you're not going to run the ball towards the Marcus Lawrence because we saw how that ended yesterday. Um, and teams are going away from him, and it's difficult when you don't have a second good rush DN because that's what they're going to do. And Dallas just – we've been saying the same thing since 2018 against the, the Rams game in the playoffs. Dallas cannot stop anything. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw like five or six passes in the first half. I believe that was the number. And that, if you look at the two stat sheets, Dak threw 46 times and Aaron threw 20. 
I expected it to be the re- the reverse. I thought the Dak would kind of take we throw around twenty balls and then Rogers throw forty six, but I have no idea why you're asking a guy to throw the ball forty six times when you're up. When you, I don't understand why they wanted they were throwing the ball so much when they were up by fourteen points. That's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Um, C.D. Lamb had a good game, but doesn't really mean much. I think he's he's top ten in yards right now. So whoop de doo to you. Uh, he's right behind um, A.J. Brown. So congratulations, C.D. Lamb. Uh, and also the coaching staff. I, I did not. Um, Dan Quinn needs to have a heart-to-heart moment with himself because that was a pitiful performance. Um, I don't. I, and just a, a, one, one, more, one more point before Ray takes over. I The, the last series that Dallas had on offense I don't understand why you would throw it on third down if you had every intention on going for it on fourth that was kind of a dumb decision in my opinion especially when Tony Pollard was was running the ball really well um and I that think that was I think that it was right on the coaching staff to go for it because you you were the kick was not going to go in and I think that it showed that Mike McCarthy did not trust his defense enough to make a stop. Um, and I think that it was was very telling, um, all in all. And I I think that this game is has shades of the um, Broncos game from last year. And I think that teams, if they didn't know before the way to beat Dallas is to run through them and attack the second corner because Diggs only targeted once. And from that, from that moment, only besides that one target, he was, uh, he was, I didn't even, I didn't even know that he was out there, but Ray, any thoughts on the monologue that I just gave or any of your own thoughts that you'd like to impart? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, a lot more thoughts have accumulated after your monologue. But I'll start with what I was thinking. Um, along the same lines, the Dallas Cowboys have given up 200 rushing yards in two games in a row. And that, that is a recipe for disaster. You, you went and traded for Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders to solve that problem. The problem is still not solved. Um, I'm not like I'm not interested in hearing about the, the run success when he was on the field because overall, after two games, they're still very, very pathetic in stopping the run. I don't like. I, I mean, they always say like in between the trenches, it's all about like who wants it more, and the offensive line that they're going up against has consistently wanted it more in the trenches and bullied the Cowboys, and that that does not look good for really anybody on the team. I know D-Law, D-Law did have some good plays stopping the run when they ran it at him, but he's only one guy and you have five other guys stopping the run, including your other your guys playing linebacker. And they were able to go up and down the field. AJ Dillon had five yards per carry. Aaron Jones had 5.6 yards per carry on apparently a bad foot, but who knows? Cause he looked totally healthy to me. And, 
I mean, even Aaron Rodgers was escaping sacks and running for first down. So that's how bad it, it really was. And, I mean, I don't really care how far the Cowboys go. If they can't stop the run, they will be gone in the first round of the playoffs because they're probably either going to be facing the Eagles or they're going to – well, maybe not the Eagles, but they're either going to be facing the Vikings or they're going to be facing the 49ers, and both teams can run the ball very well. Dalvin Cook broke away for a long run yesterday. That really kind of changed the game against the Buffalo Bills. Um, notice that they won and the Cowboys didn't. That well, whatever. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna you'll be playing a lot of teams who can run the ball effectively in the next couple of weeks. You got the Giants with Saquon, you have Philly, you have um the Texans who shockingly can run the ball pretty well with Pierce. The Jaguars can run it very well with ETN. And then you have Dalvin Cook, of course, and you have Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. So there's a lot of chances for the Dallas front seven to improve, but there's also a lot of chances for the Dallas Cowboys to ultimately lose if they cannot stop the run. And I don't really expect them to lose against the Texans or the Jaguars, but against the Colts, who looked a lot better shockingly yesterday than they have in weeks. Um, Matt Ryan came back and played a very solid game. Jonathan Taylor finally um, finally got going. Um, and I mean, you have doubted the, the Vikings who showed that they can win in the fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins actually played very well in the fourth quarter and was a reason why they came back all as well as Justin Jefferson. And I mean, the blunder by Josh Allen fumbling at inside his own end zone. I don't really know what happened, but I mean, like the Vikings are a different team. They're not the same team that Cooper Rush beat last year. They're not the same team that Dak beat a couple of years back. They're a lot different. They're a lot, they finish in fourth quarters they've done it two games in a row so i mean it's a lot we have to pay attention to that as we're going up into minnesota next week and then we got the giants on thanksgiving so ultimately once again the cowboys they're they're heading towards the holiday season which is a recipe for disaster most years and losing today basically lost the division i see there's zero chance that the cowboys have of taking of beating the eagles for the division they might be able to get second against the Giants because the Giants have a tough road ahead. But, I mean, we're looking at second at best in the division, but I they're not winning the division, so they're not going to have a home playoff game, which is kind of that that one last um, bit of hope that we were kind of hoping for, that the Cowboys could, you know, beat Philly. Philly could slip up coming in, and then we would um, have a chance to maybe – luck into the division, but that's kind of over now with us being three games down with, I guess it would be six or seven games to go. So, I mean, it doesn't really bode well, but just to answer, just kind of respond to some of your points. Um, I don't think it was, it was the Cowboys starting slow off a of bye. They had a fourth, they were up 14 to nothing against the Packers and had two, really two chances to, kind of end the game in the first half. The first one um, and then the interception, in the end zone, like you can blame Dalton Schultz all you want. But like you said, there were six Green Bay players in the vicinity and they were all very close to the football. And it was just like a horrible, I don't know what, because even if he runs the wrong route, Dak Prescott still has two eyes, I would hope to where he can look down the field and see six Green Bay jerseys and know I should probably not throw this pass, especially on third down when you can easily just either 
go to your second read or throw it out of bounds and get a field goal and go up 17 to nothing, which would be three scores, which is a lot more of a battle than two. Because even if Green Bay scores 14 quick points, you still have the one possession lead and you can still have some some cards to play with at that point. So Dak throws the interception, Green Bay gets a good return, and then Aaron Rodgers goes down the field, gets a touchdown. Next play, Dak throws the interception to CD. I'm not going to really blame Dak for that one because CD, I mean, when Michael Urban says that CD ran the wrong route, then I'm going to take his word for it. But at the end of the day, like the fact that we're still blaming CD for Dak's interceptions, like it, it goes both ways. Like at the like Dak is not on the same page with his number one wide receiver. He hasn't been on the same page with him for three, four years now. It needs to, like at some point you gotta have a come to Jesus moment and be like, I'm at fault too because we're not on the same page and I'm not holding CD Lamb accountable for his mistakes. So like it, it there's a problem. Like if if CD's running the wrong route in the postseason and Dak throws it to him and it's picked off by, you know, one it like Fred Warner or. Um, Patrick Peterson or, or Harrison Smith or whoever, like it's, we're not going to be really worried about, you know, CD ran the wrong route, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be, wow, Dak, what, the Cowboys lost in the postseason because the quarterback threw it to the other team and he's not on the same page with his wide receiver. So, I mean, in, in um, isolated, I'm not going to blame Dak for the pick, but in like when you take a bigger picture, it's a problem that he's still not on the same page with his wide receiver. And I don't really know why, but it needs to be fixed. And you and they had a bye week last week, so I I would expect them to you know be at worst mediocre. Um, but well, that's not even a good word because it was ten for one fifty. But at least you know not making dumb mistakes and running wrong routes and throw and on anticipation throws. So that's just kind of on that point. So I don't really think the Cowboys started slow. They just you know threw the game in the first half and and. They had a chance, honestly, to be up 28 to nothing, and the game would have been over. And instead, they walked into halftime 14-all because the Green Bay scored 14 points off of the Dak two interceptions, and Dallas scored zero off of the Aaron Rodgers fumble. So that's just on that on that point alone. First half, I didn't really I, – I really – they just kind of shot themselves in the foot, and that kind of let Green Bay back into the game. The – Sorry. The the second thing that you said about um gosh, it was oh the field goal. So Brett Maher has been very good um this year at kicking field goals. And I like I don't understand why you thought he was going to miss, because he's given you really no reason to believe that he was going to miss that kick. He's been very good from deep. He's been he's been consistent, has not missed an extra point. And Honestly, they were well within his range to be kicking that field goal. I think they're at the 39. So it would have been a 50, 52-yard, 53-yard field goal. But in this day and age, a 53-yard field goal is not that difficult for kickers um, if you're considered, you know, a, a decent kicker. But, I mean, I don't understand why um, – I mean, I understand why they went for it because, I mean, you're you don't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, but – at the end of the day, you have a chance to take the lead, go up three points, 
and then kick the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and make them go the length of the field to either tie or beat you. And I would, I would much rather, you know, give, you know, take the, take the three points, kick the ball to Aaron Rodgers and say, look, we've, we've had a pretty terrible down defense, but we're still the third best defense in the league. Um, they, you, you weren't able to really do much on when we, when we punted it to you with a minute and 30 seconds left and for them to take the lead, they ended up punting it back. Um, we still have Micah Parsons. We have Trayvon Diggs. We have Marcus Lawrence. We have Van Der Esch. We have really like we have a lot of these players who can make plays. And you have um, a depleted, you know, depleted wide receiving core who was really carried by one person who got four passes for 100 yards, which which really tells you all you need to know. Four big plays, and that's basically basically it. He didn't have like nine for 135 or 12 for 187, it was four catches for 100 yards, which is you no know, easily fixable, two, two blown assignments or, or whatever. And um, I, would have lot, I would much rather have had made Aaron Rodgers go the length of the field than giving him a short field, and all they had to do was run it a couple times and a big pass to Lazard, and then they're kicking the game-winning field goal. So that's just my point. Like, I was really – like, I was – I was furious when I when I saw them going for it on fourth down. I was like, "What are you doing?" Because um, the the entire game, the Cowboys were terrible on third and fourth down. Um, just to give you a little bit of you know hindsight of what terrible means, Prescott on fourth down was four of twelve, two interceptions, um, which is the worst quarter QBR since twenty eleven, and that QBR was Tim Tebow. So that's how terrible Dak Prescott was on third and fourth down. And then you're going to put the ball in, in his hands, fourth and four, which it, with the chance of giving Aaron Rodgers a short field to go down the field and ultimately win the game. And then, you know, Dak throws a, a prayer up to Gallup, which is incomplete. People are – there are a ton of people crying on Twitter saying it was P.I. I don't really care. It's I would rather them not throw the flag in that situation because it's the end of the game and – one-on-one, bang-bang play. I'm, I'm glad that – well, I'm not glad the flag stayed in the pocket because it would have given us free first down. But, I mean, I'm glad that the referees are not, you know, flag happy, I guess, at the end of the game. Because come playoff time, like that could easily flip um, on our heads come playoff time where they're throwing flags at the end of the game. So I'd rather us lose um, now and the flag stay in the pocket than um, come later on where we're getting all these, you know, 50-50 flags, and then all of a sudden later on in the season, the flags are not coming out, and then we're crying on Twitter about penalties. So um, that's just my opinion on that. But the other thing that the other thing that stuck out to me, I have no idea why you would keep Deron Bland on Christian Watson. He's like a, I believe, a four, fifth, fourth or fifth round selection maybe even a six no, a six round selection. Bland he's, he's, a six. basically it's a late late pick in your draft he's a rookie and you're you can't you're leaving him on the guy who runs a four three can run by pretty much anybody and is six four so he's got a height advantage and he can run past you i mean you're basically ruining the this this guy just because you you really cannot get out of your own way and move Trayvon Diggs from Alan Lazard, who's been basically pedestrian the entire game, and you're not putting him on Christian Watson. Like, that that's the only thing I'm upset with about Dan Quinn in this game 
Like at the end of the day, he he's called eighty percent great game, nine even ninety percent great games from his defense overall. And I'm not gonna you know say he needs to you know look in the mirror and really have a good talking to himself about you know scheming or whatever. Like you can say that get about the off the run defense, but I mean the secondary has been pretty spot on all year and even last year. But in this case. You have Trayvon Diggs, who's been playing very well, has looked a lot better in coverage. He's not, you know, the the hit or miss interception king from last year. He's actually been playing really well in coverage. Why wouldn't you just move him over to cover Christian Watson? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Tra- Diggs can run a four. Diggs is a very fast corner. Um, even Owen Owen, you say he does really well against big, tall corners. He does very well on them. So why wouldn't you move him over to, to Christian Watson? He's 6'4". They run about the same 40. Like, I, I don't understand. And, I mean, Lazard, he he caught four passes for 30 yards. He he basically was a no-show all game because Rodgers would just heave it up to Christian Watson, who'd run by Bland, and either catch the ball or drop it. And most of the time, he caught the ball and scored. So I don't really know why. Um, they're just in it up. They're in it in their own way. They think that their system beats all. No adjustments necessary. But come playoff time, you're gonna have to make adjustments. And this shows me that they're just unwilling to make adjustments. And if you're unwilling to make adjustments in a regular season game against a team who's lost five in a row and is teetering on collapse, then you're not gonna make adjustments against the 49ers or the Eagles or the Vikings or any other team in the postseason that you're gonna play. So at that point or at, just from overall before we kind of dive in a little bit deeper and I'll go into like specifics on, you know, why, well, I, I already explained it, but um, just to kind of a summary, the Cowboys lost because they couldn't stop the run. Dak Prescott was terrible on third and fourth down and ultimately terrible in the fourth quarter. And they did not make adjustments on defense. And that basically led to three touchdowns for the Packers. Can I, can I respond I'm done. <laughs> okay. So um, my my rebuttal to your field goal thing, uh, I would 100% rather have Mason Crosby over um, Brett Maher, um, just kicking-wise. Um, and at this point, any coaching staff I trust to make a better decision than Dallas's. And if Matt LaFleur decides to not kick a field goal twice or two times early in the game at probably similar distance – because the field wasn't in great condition. If we're just because personally, I would much rather go for it than have Maher like shank it into the the fourth row of the stands. Um, and it, you're 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 damned I mean, if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Basically, but I mean, like, I mean, I understand the whole. <laughs> The field is bad conditions, all that. But basically, at this point, you're creating a narrative on a dude who has been kicking very well the entire season, who's not been a problem. We've not cringed whenever he's come on the field to kick a field goal. He's been money, kicking it right down the middle, no extra point blunders, no nothing. And like, you're, you're, like, it's basically what you're like, your reasoning is the fear of the worst. And I mean, if you're if you're like thinking if that's how we're if that's how the coach I mean I would hope the coaching staff is not thinking that when they're making these 
big decisions because, I mean, I understand going for it early on in the game because, like I said, the Packers have lost five straight. They're trying to get some momentum, trying to, you know, jumpstart their team, going for it in the fourth quarter, in, in early first quarter in, in the opposing team's territory. I have no problem with that. When you get into the late game where there's the margin of error, error is very thin and um, your, your reasoning is our kicker could shank this ball. Like, I don't, I don't like that explanation to why they didn't kick it. Like, I understand, like, his press conference explanation of we've been, we've been pretty pedestrian, we haven't been, you know, we're losing momentum, blah, blah, blah. Like, that makes a lot more sense. But then when you look a little bit deeper, in my opinion, and then I'll let you speak, I'll kind of shut up for a little bit. But when, you, when, you're, when, when your quarterback is 4 of 12 on third and fourth, or three, 3 of 11 on third and fourth down, he has two interceptions, He's playing terrible on those two downs. And you're putting and you're basically saying, I trust my offense who's been garbage on these on this down to basically win the game instead of putting it into my hands of my kicker who's 90% for the year on field goals um, in this range, basically, missing one from 60, I think it was, and then had one blocked. So he's been basically perfect. And you're saying I don't trust you because you might shank the ball, and then we would, and then I would get in trouble, and everyone would hate you. So we're gonna put the ball in our offense's hands, who's been terrible on fourth down and third down, and trust them to go to make four yards and risk it, giving Aaron Rodgers a short field to ultimately win the game. So I just don't really understand that, and I have a and I have a problem with you, you know, you know, creating putting the narrative on Brett Maher for the past. When in the last two seasons he's been basically perfect from the range that he would he would be kicking from. It had nothing to do with with, with what has gone in the past. The field was was in no condition to kick. Mason Crosby did not kick it twice, and the score was zero zero. If Mason Crosby is not kicking the ball, kicking a 40, 50 yarder when the score is zero to zero, why would you have Brett Maher, who only this year has looked good? Why would you have him kick similar distance? Two. Aaron Rodgers, the one guy that knows the most about Aaron Rodgers, is Dallas's coach. Dallas fans have seen Rodgers walk down on Dallas far too many times. The defense could not stop a nosebleed. You're going to want to end the game. So they're going to go for it. The plays that defined overtime were the botched snap by your center, which he's been he's, he's had a really good year besides that one idiotic play. You had your, your third-round pick line up 40 yards offsides because, you know, why not? And then he had to say that he he asked um, he asked the, the, the sideline judge. But if you look back at the video, he didn't ask until the Cowboys were already in motion. So he should be – he the guy's not even playing. So you might, you're, just cut your losses. At least show Dallas – at least show the players that if they keep up the nonsense, stuff's going to happen. And then – Three, you add the hold on Connor McGovern. If those three, if those things don't happen, which the, the inevitable, um, then then Dallas is in a position to win. But of course, Dallas likes to shoot themselves in the foot. And you had Mike McCarthy say, "Well, the playoffs, like the the penalties," and he was screaming and yelling and all that stuff. And who really cares if 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 you're if your head coach, this whole narrative of the refs blaming everything unless you're the saints and you had your playoff hopes and dreams crushed 
because a ref decided not to call a blatant defensive pass interference, then then you have no 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 say in the refs. You understand that 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 the refs will call back will have so so calls, but also your team is just terribly they they just far too many penalties. They're not disciplined at all. Um, it's it's pretty pathetic when when you need to make a play, everything crumbles. And I don't, I, I honestly, right now, I don't think that there's any <clears throat> real way to fix that. Cause if they wanted to fix it, they would have done it a while ago. You're not going to cut McCarthy right now because there's really no point in doing that. Cause who are you going to get um, to replace him? Um, I just think that, Overall, it was a pretty, pretty terrible performance. Dak should never throw the ball 46 times again the rest of the year. I know that we had a segment on this a few episodes ago, but that's just, that's awful. Um, And I think the most ironic part of all of this is that Dallas played like this the one t- other time they really needed to get a score at the end of the first half, it was easy for them. They were walking down. It they, 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 There was no issue. They were able to just go down, and it was like a walk in the park, like they were practicing in in Fort Worth. And I, I, I don't understand it. This team is extremely inconsistent. And even if Dallas wins the next two games, it doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't matter that they, they could blow Minnesota out by 40 points and have three pick sixes for digs and it would not change a thing. Um, it just, it, it doesn't change much. Um, Odell's not coming. He wants to win. He, he's, he's not coming to Dallas. I don't, it doesn't matter where he goes, but it's not going to be Dallas. Um, this team was doomed as, as a when when they, when their one of their top three wide receivers tore his ACL that late in the season, um and two when when they got rid of of um Cooper and you can see and sure he he had his fair share of nonsense and I I'm not even talking about play performance but what I am saying is that I he I'd rather him run around with with two walking boots than have to see any wide receiver not named Lamb run because Michael Gallup is a shell of himself, and I don't even—I'm not even saying to give Cooper the ball, but at least have him take on Jair Alexander, so that Lamb and whoever else can 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 pick apart the second corner. Um, this team is pathetic, um, and I—I I, I don't. Sure, Dallas can make the playoffs, but but there's there's no chance they're gonna win a game. Um, I I I unless something drastic happens in Minnesota, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is dropping three fifty. J- J- Justin Jefferson is having a buck fifty, and Dalvin Cook is running for over a hundred, and that is how this is gonna go. And then and then you I. I going to look forward to seeing you like that and Kirk Cousins wearing $40 million chains because that, that, that is what deserves to happen. 
only player on this team that actually cares is Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons has been figured out, and he's a shell of himself either because of injury or because teams realize that he did, he's not he's not he's not a big guy like weight wise, so you can run at him and it's any fine. Um, and sure, Dallas could just have him as a predominant pass rusher, but then your linebacking core is a mess, and hopefully we get to see Jabril Cox play. Because I'd rather see him play than I don't know. Yeah, I after after this game, I was I was just stunned for a good four hours, and I'm sure Ray was as well. Was as well. Ray texted me, "We're not talking about this until 11 a.m." And I was like, "I agree." Um. And then you went and added me on Twitter. <laughs> I and I, I, I was not disturbed, so I didn't get any more Twitter notifications. I I I was rather sad. Um, this was just here, here, here's like the, um, the glass half full way of looking at it. And then Ray, you, you can, you can take over. So the one thing I'm looking forward to is that this game will do one of two things. It will either one crush Dallas's hopes and dreams for the season. And I can watch some stress-free football for the next eight weeks and I can actually enjoy Thanksgiving and I can enjoy Christmas Eve. Or this will ignite some insane fire that will drive Dallas to, to win, which is not going to happen. Um, so the, the first option is going to happen. I For the first time in a while, I can enjoy Thanksgiving because last year there was still some hope that Dallas could win against the Raiders, I believe they play, and they ended up not winning. So, Dallas, thank you. This is a fantastic early, early, early Christmas present. Um, and it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, the season's over, folks. Pack it up. I, I, I don't, I, I don't expect things to get much better because the Eagles are not going to lose anytime soon. The Giants are not going to lose anytime soon. The Buccaneers, if they figure it out, they're not going to lose anytime soon. We might have just found Aaron Rodgers, his number one wide receiver, and they could continue to win, which means that the Packers and the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, and the Packers have the tiebreaker over Dallas. So this game was important for one, because they would most likely knock the Packers out of playoff contention, and two, because they would set themselves up. And if they lose to the Vikings, it's over. It's 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 over. It is, and nothing's gonna change if this were to happen. But I just don't understand how you can give up 107 yards to a guy that was that that was not all that great. Um, and to go back to your question about um, Lazard and everything, and then I remembered, and then I, I, you can talk. The reason why Lazard was pedestrian, as you said, was because Trayvon Diggs was on him. Um, if you put Diggs on Watson, then Lazard's going to go off. So again, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, Anthony Brown, I hope, he, I hope he comes back healthy, but right now, Dallas's two needs are just, I don't care if they have to go trade trade up for the Georgia defensive tackle. I don't care what they have to do to trade for him, trade for that pick, do it, or draft a corner. Because this is 
I've never seen a team that's so close to being good be so far away from being good. Um, and are so good, so close to being good personnel-wise and just be awful. So, um, yeah. MVP of the game. Have at it, Trayvon. And least valuable player, Dak, you get that crown. And the defense. You can have a co-crown. Um, Dak, just it pains me so much because I... I, I D- Dak has not won a meaningful game since New England last year. Uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, Dak, won a game, please. If, if yeah. <laughs> um, if if I was a betting man, I would pound the over on Dak two point five interceptions next week. I would pound it. <laughs> Because it's it's Patrick Peterson, he looks good. Oh, no, sorry, wrong, wrong guy. The the this, the Vikings in general, they they Harrison Smith. It, it, I just it's it's gonna be a long game. So Ray, please will I will I will I hold back tears? It is all yours. Well, I mean, I th- I think I think this is this is um. Overreaction, Owen. No, it is not. How is we, it overreacting? We, we, Wait, no, to we, tell me, how is it overreacting? I, I, I will. I will. Okay. I will. Because we, we, we have, we have been, we have, we have seen this situation before. Um, all we have to do is go back a couple weeks to week one. We had the same, the same, same thing. The oh, the season is over. I don't have to pay attention. The Cowboys stink. They're not going to be good. They're not making the playoffs. They're they're going to fire fire McCarthy, cut Dak, cut Zeke, cut everybody, get rid of them. They suck. They're bad. Um, I mean, you you made some you made some good points. Um, I'm but, glad. Thank but, you. But but overall, the season is not over. The the Dak is not going to throw more than two interceptions against the Vikings. He's thrown four in he'll the last throw, three well, weeks. He'll throw one because he he's he he's good for a turnover game at this point. But he's not going to throw three interceptions against the Vikings. So we can just we can just we're we're much more likely to get run off the field than Dak to throw three interceptions. So let's just relax there. Um, and then, I mean the whole the whole thing on you know putting. You can move digs over and then give safety help to the opposite side where it was. There are ways to make adjustments without leaving a dude wide open by himself. Or if you don't want to move digs over, maybe bring some safety help and double Christian Watson. Like they were trying I, that, but they're they they they're skiing. They were doing bunch and they were moving all over the place. They had they had no idea what to do. Bland was. I, I forget who I think it was Dez. Dez was like twenty six. It's a lot of film to watch this week. And yeah, well, yeah, you're expecting, like I said, you're expecting your fourth or fifth round rookie who has shown flashes of being a solid pick. Like when I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up on him after one game. Every like I'm not gonna give up on him after one game. But like you're leaving him out to dry, basically. That's basically what basically what the Cowboys did is they left Deron Bland out to dry. 
and could have potentially shot his confidence for the rest of his career. And well, instead of, you know, trying to make an, trying to provide any sort of solution. I mean, Dan Quinn's not a dummy. He's been a defensive coordinator for since his Seattle days. He knows how to make an adjustment against Bunch, I would hope. And if he doesn't, then why is he a defensive coordinator? Because you should know how to make an adjustment against every personnel that a team throws at you. Especially the Packers, who were able to produce nine points against the Detroit Lions, and they just put up 31 on you. And Aaron Rodgers, after throwing three interceptions, threw none. No interceptions. Against a much better defense with much fewer weapons. So that just that that's on the defenses. That's on the that's on the coordinator for not making adjustments. And it's not it's on the players first because they're the ones who laid the egg. And then at second, it's on the coach for not being able to make a quality adjustment. And then after that, you mentioned Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is not a shell of himself. He's played great in every game he's played except for yesterday. I'm not. He did get hurt. He's been. They said he had a groin issue a couple weeks back. It didn't really. And then all of a sudden he's limping. Um, he had one bad game. Like let's yeah, not yeah. let's not say he's teams have figured him out. He's a shell of himself. He's not good. He had one bad game. Let's you know put in isolation and move on. He's had seven. He's had thirty other great games in his career. You told me that if a player is hurt and they go out there, then they should be able to play. You told me that about Dak all the time. You told me that about Zeke. So you can't use that. And I just two, said he's a bad game. He had a bad game. No, I no. He's I, had I one bad game in thirty just, games he's played. He's, like, I don't. I don't know if he was. I didn't. I don't know the severity of his injury. I'm not going to blame his injury. All I know is you said I, they said Michael Parsons is limping, and then all of a sudden they said Michael Parsons is back on the field. I don't know the severity. He got stepped on. His foot got stepped on. Okay, so he got his foot got stepped on. That's not that's not necessarily a reason for you know an injury concern. Like I got my foot stepped on in intramural football by cleats. (laughs) Like I'm not gonna say it's the same thing, but like you foots are very easily stepped on in the trenches. So all that I was talking about was that he was he was very injured going into the bye week. And all I was saying was that he played an insane amount of linebacker this past week. And I could only imagine that was because he was getting, that was their way of, you said adjustments, their adjustments, in my opinion, at least was probably moving him to linebacker because he was getting eaten up in, in run blocking. And then I, I also would like to go back after this, um, to your statement about this season not being over, because I'm not even trying to be negative. I just don't, I don't see if if they lose next week, how there's a chance of them making the playoffs with every other team on the rise, and Dallas giving Aaron Rodgers his new wide receiver one, because the Giants are going to keep on winning, the Eagles are going to keep on winning, the Packers. I haven't even looked at their schedule, and I could imagine that they're probably going to keep on winning. Minnesota is going to continue to win. So that's those are those are two wild card spots right there. Not in the East and in the Packers division. Then you need one other team. And like you and I know, going back to several years ago when Dallas played a Philadelphia a practice squad Philly team to make the playoffs and they lost. I don't really have much faith in uh Dallas needs to win this this game. I, I just don't. 
So that is all, all that I wish. It's not me being negative and overreacting. Sure, week one, sure, but unless unless they're gonna, the only way that the, Cooper Rush would never throw the ball forty six times. If they want to throw Cooper Rush in there and give him like 15, 20 balls to throw, to throw, by all means. But but Dak is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He's not. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And even Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 20 times. Matt LaFleur knew. But you can continue. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Look, if you want to say the season's over because you have no faith in them to win a playoff game, sure. We can can join forces – and throw up our I our white flag in that regard, fine, because I don't trust them to win a playoff game either. But if you look at their schedule, they have the Jaguars who are terrible. They have the Texans who have won one game. So that's two wins right there. They're at six and three. They have a two-game lead on the Packers. They have a multiple game lead on you know the the 49ers who are six well a six and five. They have a two-game lead on them. They, they have a two-game lead on a lot of teams that we expect to make the postseason. I expect the 49ers to make the postseason because of how great their, their roster is and how great their coaching staff is and how great Christian McCaffrey is and honestly how good Jimmy Garoppolo has looked. Because yesterday, he made a throw yesterday on the run that um, that I was not I did not think he could make because it was, it was very – he had – he, he rolled out to his right and threw a nice lob pass to, I forget his name. Um, it might have even been IU, but it was over-the-shoulder pass in stride for a 30, 40-yard gain. I was like, wow, that was amazing. Um, but, I mean, they have so many weapons on that team to where Jimmy Garoppolo, with how inept you might want to call him, he's still made an NFC Championship game. He's won an NFC Championship game. He, was, he had a 10-point lead on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So – he, he can win games in the postseason where Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins or, you know, whoever you want to throw in there who has not shown that they can win a lot of playoff games. Like I like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and people are going to – this is a hot – this is a hot – I don't want to say this because this is a hot take, but it's really not that hot. Um, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo as my quarterback in the postseason than I would have, the, you know – Dak or Kirk Cousins or you know Jalen Hurts because he's shown that he can win playoff games. And just as simple as that. Um, the Rams are not making the postseason. Cardinals are not making the postseason. Like really, the Cowboys, the the Vikings and the Eagles are going to be the top on the top of the the NFC when it comes to the seeding. Really, the Cowboys are fighting um, the 49ers. And I mean, there are seven. Okay, so there are seven playoff spots, right? Seven playoff spots. That's a lot of playoff spots. The Cowboys are sitting at six and three. Um, basically, my my thoughts are they're going to beat the Texans and they're going to beat the Jaguars and they're going to beat the Washington Football Team. So right there, that gives them nine wins. If they go five hundred the rest of the way. They're sitting at around 11 wins, and that's going to be good enough to at least make the playoffs. 11 and 6, they're not going to miss the playoffs at 11 and 6. So I don't think they're missing the playoffs. Even if they lose to the Vikings, like you said, and, and we can have a pity party and cry about it, like the Giants are not that good. 
Um, their their wide receiving core is worse than the Packers was. All they just traded Kadarius Tony. They have still have Kenny Galladay, who looked terrible ye- yesterday. Like, like their entire offense is Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones not turning the ball over, which has been a recipe for success so far. But Cooper Rush was able to beat the Giants. Hopefully, Dak Prescott can do what Cooper Rush can and beat the Giants, which I think he can. Um, With the way this defense is going, Rundy, I, I don't, I'm not even think, basing it off. If of you those. think yeah. about it, you know, Saquon had a great game against the against us early on in Week Four. We still won, like, like we we were still able to win. The the, the difference is the Cowboys don't win when they play solid quarterbacks when they're running the football, when they, they run the football well. Like, if the, if the you know, the Packers run the football well, they have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done in crunch time. Like, it, it's as simple as that. Um, and then when you play the, the the Giants, you got Saquon Barkley, and then you got Daniel Jones, who has a bunch of, of bums playing wide receiver, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. So, like, I, I think that they can win that game. So that's four. So I think – Shockingly, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win on Thanksgiving. Um, typically do not do that, but this is one of those games where I think they, they have a chance to win on Thanksgiving. So that gives them four wins. I'll put them at 10 wins. Um, even I think 10 wins is good enough to make the postseason. After that, all bets are off. They're done after one, they're done in the wild card, but they're going to make the postseason. And I really think it's it's a little bit like let's pump the brakes a little bit. We're not going to be watching the other teams, we're going to see the Cowboys at least once in the playoffs. We're going to see them lose. We're going to say, oh, we expected that. Not that big of a deal. Hopefully they fire Mike McCarthy and get someone else in it to coach. Them. But after that, like, um, I think they're fine. But I want to address something about Dak that that's really that I've been thinking about. And I tweeted about it also. And you brought it up a little bit as well. Dak Prescott has shown over his career that when he faces a quality quarterback, like nine times out of 10, the Cowboys are losing. And that is a huge problem. If, if, you know, I know like Owen, you've, you've been like, you've had high expectations for Dak. You've said this team, Dak Prescott is good enough to win the Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Like you've said that, like you have said that multiple times. You've said he's a great quarterback. You've said he's, at one point, you said he was a better quarterback than Brady. You've put him in the top five. You've said all like top five quarterbacks do not lose every time they go up against another top five quarterback. It's just not that doesn't happen. I mean, he's faced, he's beaten the last time he's beaten a top five worthy quarterback was in week two, I think, against the Chargers last season, which is a long time ago. And before that, I mean, he beat he's beat Rodgers in the regular season, but in the and when it when in big time he's lost twice in the postseason. He's dropped some to, to Tom Brady twice. He's lost to Tom Brady twice. Um, lost I mean, I to Mahomes. Lost to Mahomes, and that was a very winnable game. And I mean, lost I, Derek I, Carr. If you view him in the top ten, I, if you I view him, I he's view like him decent. Top. Derek Carr is is I'm done with Derek Carr. I will never <laughs> talk about Derek Carr as a quality quarterback again. He lost to the Jeff Saturday Colts, and I don't really care for Derek Carr anymore. Lost um, the Kyler. only the only quarterback I would the only quarterback that I would expect that to lose to the 
Jeff Saturday Colts and his coaching debut is honestly Dak Prescott and the Cowboys because the Cowboys wouldn't be the team to lose to the Jeff Saturday Colts. And honestly, they my probably roommate, will. My room, my roommate, um, my roommate Matt, big Oakland fan. He told me yesterday, you know, I feel your pain. We are both tragic, fraudulent uh, franchise, and I'm like, you know what? The Raiders and the Cowboys are very similar because they do very similar things and lose games that you think that they should not lose. The difference is the Cowboys will, you know, are good enough to win most of their games, but then they drop the ones that you do not, you least expect them to drop. And then they drop the ones that you expect them to drop. So, I mean, the, I guess the silver lining to all of this is that Cooper Rush was able to 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 win early on. Because if he had dropped to the Rams and the Bengals, we'd be sitting here and be like, "Yeah, they're done. They're five hundred. They're done. They're not making the playoffs." But they 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 were able to win. I guess who would it was four in a row? They won four in a row with Cooper Rush, and that really kind of saved their season because. Um, if, if they had not won those games, they would have been done. But just to going back to the whole Dak thing, um, the Cowboys are not going to go anywhere and, until Dak Prescott starts winning big-time games because he hasn't done that in a very long time. And Would you consider next week to be a big-time game? I, I absolutely – next week is a big-time game. Um, the last time he played Kirk Cousins on the uh, – the last time he played Kirk Cousins on the road – he lost. So, um, Kirk, when that was Kirk 2019, Cousins, right? Right. The freshman right. year. Yes. Kirk Cousins has, has, he's looked a lot like Kirk Cousins has always had solid numbers. If you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers over the last, his entirety of his career, you'd say that's a solid quarterback. But people have trashed on Kirk Cousins because of his Monday night football record, rightfully so. But he looks like a very different Kirk Cousins this year than he did even last year. Like the Kirk Cousins last year would not have beaten the Bills, probably would have dropped the game. Um, I think it was against the, the the football team, I believe, where they had a they were down by ten points in the fourth quarter and they came back and won by seven. So, I mean, next week is a big game. Um, I'm not going to say Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback, so I expect Dak Prescott to outplay him. Um, Daniel Jones is not elite. I expect Dak Prescott to outplay him. Um, so I think the Cowboys should at least get out of these next two weeks one and one. That'll put him at seven and four, which is with, with the Texans and the Jaguars coming up. That gives you two quick wins. You're at nine and four. From there, you can coast into 11 and, 11 and six. And hopefully you get the sixth seed and not the seventh seed. So um, the only good quarterbacks they're going up against, like good as in like talked about a lot, are Kirk and then um Hertz. I mean, you can say that going up against the Jags, you're going up against a, a, a good a, a quarterback that has potential, but those two games it I, it depends on, for whatever reason, if the Eagles drop a few games, like if they can lose tonight, I'd be ecstatic. Which they if I th- I think that it would be, I think what I think will happen just based off of how football works, the Eagles will, will drop a few games, and it will be first place for Eagles Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and then we can watch. I I, I do I. 
I have a, a feeling that 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 could very well happen, and then we can see from a few years ago that Dallas history tends to repeat itself, and I think that it would be very poetic for Dallas to have a chance to take the division. Because um, looking at looking at the division, like looking looking at the playoff teams, wait, the really quickly, really quickly, did I change your mind? For what? On them, because you you said that they were dropping the Vikings game and the Giants game. I just, no, just, I, so I'm, like, I'm just saying, I'm I'm saying like like what what I think will happen, like what like how how I what I would want to happen, and like. Because it it would be very poetic for Dallas to to have a chance to win in December and lose, like that that would make Stephen A. Smith go insane. It would it would be very poetic, all around. What I think will happen, and what I, I I'm putting them at two different things. I I do think that Dallas will have a tough game going up against Kirk and Dalvin, um. But no, I I put them as two different things, um. But. Uh, I think that it would be very interesting if Dallas went into Christmas Eve with a chance to. Yeah, and if if you look at the playoff seeding, the Eagles can run the ball, the Vikings can run the ball, the Seahawks can run the ball. The only team in the playoffs right now that cannot run the ball on the NFC are the Buccaneers, and I expect them to figure it out rather quickly. So Dallas, it's 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 not it's not looking too good because Kenneth Walker, as of right now, Dallas would play. This Seattle Seahawks and Kenneth Walker would have a field day. The Cowboys will not lose to the Se- if the Cowboys play the Seattle Seahawks, they will not lose that game. <clears throat> I, I I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. Like Geno Smith has had a great season and he's he's re he's brought his career back from the dead. Um, but I do not trust Geno Smith in a in a playoff game. Like I will, I will hammer the cow. That is the only matchup that I will hammer the Cowboys. You also trust Dak in the playoffs. I trust, I trust Dak Prescott a lot more than I trust Geno Smith. So when's the last time Geno was in a playoff game? He's never been in a playoff. Okay. He, he, I I would. He's basically been a backup quarterback. He, he, his career was over, and he's he's reinvigorated himself. Kudos to him. He's had a great year. People are throwing him in the MVP conversation, but I don't really understand that. Um, the Seahawks, I mean, the Seahawks could even falter down the stretch and not even make the playoffs. But, but worst case, I guess the the best case scenario for the Cowboys if they were to draw the Seattle Seahawks because, I mean, we have no idea what Geno's going to do in his playoff game. Um, Pete Carroll's going to rely on the running game. The Bucks, who struggled against the run the last couple of weeks, they were able to limit him to 19 yards, which was a very good sign. Um, so, yeah, I I would – I mean, I'm pretty much – my opinion on Dak Prescott hasn't changed for the last two, three seasons. So I don't expect much of him. I think that there are better quarterbacks for Dallas coming up in the draft. Unfortunately, they're not going to have a chance to even – have a chance to get them because Dak is good enough to keep them over, above mediocrity or around mediocrity. But um, like, it's just, it's, it's shameful that the Dallas Cowboys have had their best defense since the nineties. And we're, we're here talking about that. They're going to be first round exits. And the they reason didn't, they didn't look like it is, last night. 
like I said, one game. They didn't every they, they, every other problems. game every other game other than a couple of the last two years. They're if you they're they've been top D. They force turnovers. They get after the quarterback. They wreck havoc. All that yeah. all that fun great stuff. There's a it, difference every every defensively. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna say that their defense is bad? No, I can I can I can pull up I can pull up statistics of the Cowboys defense 2010, 2011, 2013, 2019, 2020. Like like we can Although although I'm saying is that Dallas can have a great defense by all means, sure, and they could have this like greatly ranked defense, but I'm not fearing this team running the ball. I'm gonna not throw the ball to Diggs and I'm gonna run the ball. If you do those two things, it is quite easy to win this game, to 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 beat this team. You know why it's easy. And to Dalvin beat this Cook, team, I, I'm talking specifically because, on defense. Right. It but is re- easy to beat this defense. Why is it easy to beat this defense? The reason why it's easy to beat the Cowboys is because one, you can do those things. Two, you you feel good about yourself with the ball in Dak Prescott's hands in the last three two, three minutes of the fourth quarter being down or having a chance to go win, the other team feels very good about it because Dak has shown a lot that he can't do that in big-time games. Well, it's well like, if it's we're going simple. based off yesterday, I would have liked to see Dak go on where the offense did not have two in very impactful penalties and a, and a, and a, and a botch snap. The botch snap is, is fine, whatever you want, but – Yes, Dak did not. Dak did not elevate the team enough. But the the two penalties. I'm not. This can sound like an excuse, whatever. But it it did happen. The the two penalties. The, the two ruined penalties, that. They ruined yes. that drive. And I don't know why Jalen Tolbert was on the field. I don't know either. But, but it if, ruined. If Mike McCarthy can come up with a great explanation as to why he was on the field, sure. But there is no reason why you're you're rookie third round pick who has done nothing to show that he should even get playing time has been a scratch for most of the year that he's on the field in a crunch time situation. I don't understand that, but I, I mainly mean when the Packers scored their two drive, two touchdown drives to tie the game, the Cowboys went, the Cowboys basically their last five drives of the game were punt, 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 punt. That's on your quarterback. If you can't find any money, like, you're being paid like like I've used this excuse so many times and you're not gonna like it, but he's getting paid a no, hundred plus million dollars to basically go three and out five straight times and not do anything. It also so, helps when you when you run the ball when you're up fourteen, because they didn't they didn't run the ball much when they were up fourteen. And that that is a recipe for, for losing football. It doesn't matter if you're going if it's Aaron Rodgers, if you throw the ball significantly more than you run the ball. In when you're up by 14 points, remember in 2016, those it was just fantastic. I remember seven to ten yard plays, ten eight to ten minute off the clock. That yeah. is what they needed yesterday. Dak but Prescott they didn't. Can re- Dak Prescott could recline in his chair on the beach, sip yeah. his sip his uh his whatever beer he chooses as Zeke as Zeke runs do down the field and and does his feed Zeke first down over and over and over again. But going back to you know what I said a couple of weeks ago, this team is pass happy. And they and they did it again yesterday. They got pass happy. They thought but they, they haven't could... been before. So I don't they... understand what happened. They because... they haven't been before this game. So Kellen I don't know if Kellen Moore decided to like 
outsmart himself. Because he said, I, I, I have, because he said, I have Dak Prescott, I have CeeDee Lamb, I have Dalton Schultz. Um, I can throw the ball on this team. And Dak Prescott was basically 50% completion in this game. So um, I, I, I don't get it. But yeah, I mean, the last thing I'm going to say, and we can, we can ponder on it for a week or you can respond. Um, I have zero. I mean, we, we all know that I'm a big, I'm a big um, Tony fan and I have this nice football right here to prove that I'm a Tony fan, big Tony fan. I got a picture of him above, on above my desk. Um, I, I, every, every time that Tony Romo went up against a solid cute quarterback, I was like, we have a chance to win because we have Tony Romo. And sometimes I was proven horribly wrong. And sometimes he, he beat the undefeated Colts, beat the undefeated Saints, walked into Seattle where nobody could beat Seattle in 2014 and beat Seattle. That, all of 20, all of 20, so good all that of, year, that game. All of 2014, the, the, people, don't, people don't realize this. Most of those games, the Cowboys were one-score games. And Romo got the ball and went down the field and won the game in a late fourth quarter drive. Romo was a king at fourth quarter drives because they were always losing. Defense was so bad that they like. But we we see here we're we're in the Dak Prescott era and Dak gets the ball and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here comes another three and out and a punt, and then we're gonna give Aaron Rodgers the back. And he's gonna go down the field and score. So I have like I have zero faith in Dak Prescott in those situations, and. I had all the faith in the world in Tony in the Tony Romo Cowboys to get it done, and I have zero faith in the Dak Prescott and the in the CD CD Lamb who is still in I guess the limbo in between wide receiver one and wide receiver two, like like he's still he's, he's still hovering too. He's he's still in the hovering in limbo, um, and I don't really know what what to do about that. But I mean, at least Tony Pollard has shown that he can run the ball well. Um, my my um, fantasy football team aspirations of Zeke being a solid contributor are gone because he's going to be – he's not going to be the lead back. If, if, I mean, oh, yeah, if he is. If they're, if they're smart, they'd stick with Pollard, but they're not. So he's going to he's gonna get it back. So I guess there's some open that. But, but my overall point, my last point I want to make is that um, I would much – I would – I trust the, the – I – I would trust the Tony Romo led Cowboys to win the game yesterday with all like with a hundred percent. If Romo got the ball with three minutes left and a chance to win, I was like, yeah, sign me up. We're going to, we're going to get done. We're going to drive down the field and score. I Dak Prescott got the ball. And I mean, I, I tweeted on the page, this is your ch- time to prove that you're big time and go down the field and score. But I was thinking there's no way in heck Dak Prescott is, is getting a touchdown or even a field goal. And I was proven right. And I mean, you you can say there were the there were the penalties; those were a hindrance on it. But it, it just there was there was no I had no faith that they were going to score, and that's a bad sign from you know me. I think I actually think I've been pretty optimistic this year, picking the Cowboys, and all their losses have come when they've you know all my. My three losses have come when I picked them to win and they've lost. So I've actually been pretty optimistic for a cha- for a change in the Dak Prescott era. But your your luck, Dak's gonna have a game winning drive next week, and we're gonna have to come here and just be like so distraught. 
No, and I would be totally happy about that because, you know, every once in a while he does have a game-winning drive like against the Patriots. Yet again, they were like playing against Matt Jones, and that was a weird ending of that game. Like, but every once in a while he'll do he'll he'll do just enough to kind of you know be like okay, maybe he's you know changing, maybe he's improving. Because you know me, I I trolled Dak Prescott like even yesterday I was calling him dink and throw it to the other team Dak. Um, but like like you know me, like I I want him to improve, right? I would hope. Like I want him to you know improve. I want the Cowboys to win. I want them to win a championship. I don't want to die before they win another Super Bowl. So, but when I'm when I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm thinking there's no way in heck they're going to win this game and, and drive down the field, that's an issue. And I'm thinking I'm reminiscing on the days where you know it, it was a, it was a, like a 70-30 chance that Romo was going to drive down the field and he was either going to throw an interception 30% of the time or he was going to hit. Um, Dwayne Harris or Laurent Robinson or Miles Austin or Des Bryant, Terrence Williams, whoever, Jason Witten, all those random wide receivers that he's had over his career, and they're going to somehow escape. And then, um, you know, he's everyone's going to it's going to be it's going to be the the Romo coaster. Um, Dallas wins three in a row, and then Dallas blows the, the game against Matt Flynn, and because there are a lot of reasons why they blew that game, but <laughs> but yeah, so. Final point: I trust Tony Romo led Cowboys to 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 win that game, and I had no faith in the Dak Prescott led Cowboys to win the game. And yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I will never believe in Mike McCarthy, and I hope that Jerry Jones or wakes up and says, "I don't need this guy. I can lose without him as much as I can lose with him," and cuts bait at the end of the year. I just don't know who you'd replace him with. Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, but Dan, Dan, Quinn, Dan, Dan Quinn. And then reevaluate at the end of the season. Yeah, but who, I, I don't think that. I mean, let's put it know. this way. Jeff Saturday won, it, won his first his first interim head coach start. Most, in, most interim coaches win. You had Rich Bisaccia from the Raiders. He won. You had Fred, Why don't you, you had, hire him? I actually I thought he 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 turned around the Raiders for a little bit. Like the Raiders, he was he used to be he used to be on the Cowboys, and then he left when um when what's his face left their old defensive coordinator. What's his name? Marinelli. Yeah, when he went there, and then Pasaccia left with him. Um, is he? Um, is he? Pasaccia is the special teams coach for the Packers. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had so a special I, teams blunder. I don't know if you caught did. that. They, he, I did. That was that. That was the that was the play that I thought the game was over and the Cowboys were going to win because they that they I, I actually I was wrong. The Cowboys did get seven points off of a turnover um, that put the game back up to fourteen points, and I thought the game was over and I could relax, but I could not relax, and I was dead, <laughs> dead wrong. But that's all I have to say. You can wrap it up. Or say your last closing thoughts, and then we can reconvene on Friday for a preview. You said that right. In conclusion, we will be taking tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday to grieve. Um, kind of take in this loss. Here's some more press conferences about how the refs lost the game and how X, Y, and Z. Um, I don't expect Zeke to play this game. Actually, 
No, I do not. I do not expect Zeke to play this game, or um, on Friday, just because we have two Thursday or we have a game on Thursday and then short rest and all that stuff. So I doubt that he would play back to backs, um, from the Vikings to the Giants. But um, thank you all for listening. Um, this was. I haven't been this like distraught or upset about a loss since probably I wouldn't even say the 49ers game because I was on a plane for like half of that. So I wasn't really able to, to be upset through that. Um, definitely the, 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 the QB draw on, on, on Dak that, that was, that was pretty painful. Just that one specific specific play. And then uh, the two Green Bay Packers losses, or and the, the LA Rams. So this this game was pretty upsetting, as a at least I I thought it was. But um, thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. And Ray and I are very pleased and happy that it only took us like forty ish episodes to commit to a schedule, and we're here. And we're just thankful for everyone, and especially Mario for last week coming on. And we're very sad that that episode had to end in a loss you know um, i i don't want this is a joke so the 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 two weeks we've had a guest the cowboys have lost <laughs> so just a just a friendly giggle <laughs> it's not our fault owen it's not no, our it's fault not, Continue. it's not our fault at all but um I hope y'all have a good rest of your week and we will be back on Friday to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go, Captain Kirk. Oh, no, have Second it, Cousins. It. Second Cousins. His name is Second Cousins. You can't be, you can't be Second it's Cousins, second cousins. When, you're, when you're beating Josh Allen. I'm sorry. If, if, I, if I could throw up like a basic like 20-yard Hail Mary and Justin Jefferson come down with one hand, but we'll talk about that later. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Captain Kirk versus Dak Prescott. I'm excited.